0: we worship you in this place your presence in this place be glorified in this place be exalted above all there is none like you you are all we need you are all we need in the name of Jesus continue to give thanks to God continue to praise him glory to God father we bless your holy name we honor your name in the name of Jesus be exalted above all The scripture says, In all things we should give thanks because it is your will for us in Christ Jesus. Great I am, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, of your kingdom there is no end. And as Daniel said, He said, I saw that thrones were set, and the ancient of days took his seat. He said, I saw thousands upon thousands, and ten thousands upon ten thousands attended before him. Israel saw a river of fire flowing before him and he brought judgment to the beast that was speaking blasphemy Israel also saw someone like a son of man whose kingdom was established forever and ever this is the kingdom in which we now stand by his mercy by his grace the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and the scripture says that since we be justified by faith we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ through whom we gain access by faith into this grace in which we now stand we boast not in ourselves but in the hope of the glory of the son of the living God the scripture said in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind said so the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it spirit of the living God we acknowledge your presence in this place we glorify you right now in the name of Jesus The scripture says you sit enthroned In the praises of your people, be enthroned this morning in our in our presence. Be enthroned in our midst right now in the name of Jesus. That Lord, your glory, your glory will fill every heart. Your glory, oh God, will set every heart free, every mind free, every body free. In the name of Jesus, that your will, your will, your will will be fulfilled in us this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, we need you this morning. Speak to our heart, renew our mind, O Holy Spirit of God. Rande Continue to praise him. Continue to worship him. For he is good. And his love endures forevermore. He is good, he is good, he is good. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you for your presence in this place. Be exalted above all. Be exalted above all. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. They bow before your throne all the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb the Lamb of God our Lord and Savior the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth he is worthy of all praise worthy of all honor because he is the creator of the universe the I am that I am the ancient of days of his kingdom there is no end Father said, To whom shall we compare you to? Before the foundations of the earth, you were God. And as of now, you are still God. And you will be God tomorrow and forevermore. Ancient of Days, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. In the name of Jesus. Be exalted above all. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit of God thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus we worship you we bless your holy name we thank you for your presence in our midst right now in the name of Jesus we thank you that you've spoken to our hearts we thank you that you are always with us until the end of time King of Kings Lord of Lords, Ancient of Days, be exalted in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. you, Jesus. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. We thank you. We thank you that you spoke into our heart. We thank you that your presence is here with us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit of God. Thank you Holy Spirit of God. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit. I present every heart and the sound of my voice to you oh God. Lord as you prepare to study your word. Lord we have not met in the name of any man. But we have met in your name. When the scripture says, where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are. So Lord, we acknowledge your presence in this place. And we pray that Lord you speak to our hearts this morning, open our understanding to the scriptures. As those two disciples said, in Luke 28, Luke 24, the Bible says, as the Lord taught them. Afterwards, they examined their hearts. And they said, We're in our heart burning within us, as you open our understanding to the scriptures. So, Father, this morning, open your understanding to your scriptures that we may come into the light of the glory of the Son of God. Lord, we've met to study the subject of healing. The Bible says no one can understand your word unless you enable them. Enable us this morning to understand the mysteries of Christ, the mysteries concerning healing. That Lord will be able to apply it every day in our lives. We thank you that you have heard us this morning. For the scripture says, this is the confidence we have in approaching you, that if we ask anything according to your will, that you hear us, then if we know that you hear us, then we know that we have what we've asked of you. Be glorified in this place, be exalted above all, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Well, welcome once again to this morning's teaching. We're still on the subject of faith. Uh we, we've started this uh we started this long journey on uh, faith in God and its demonstration. And we've looked at uh a series of topics under this. Um last week we we tackled um, um we, we we finished what we call um healing being the will of God. and uh, so this morning we're we're going to take it up from there and and I want us to uh examine a few scriptures uh before We we move to uh, our topic for discussion this morning, and so if you have your Bible, uh, I want you to turn with me to the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter fifteen, and I'm going to read the verse twenty six. And the reason I'm reading this scripture is that it's going to help us to understand um, what healing was in the old covenant, and then we're also going to examine what healing is now. In the new covenant in which we, we live. Hallelujah. And so in Exodus 15 verse 26. This is the Lord giving the Israelite his word concerning healing. He said. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God. And do what is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments. And keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you. Which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. For I am the Lord who heals you. So this was the word of God given to the Israelites when they were delivered out of, out of Egypt. And I want you to take note of the phrase, uh, the last phrase of, of the verse 26. For I am the Lord who heals you. And so healing here is kept In the present tense. Why? Why is the scriptures... This is a word that was recorded for the people. And the Bible says, For I am the Lord who heals you. It's kept in the present tense. And as I I looked at this word, what this tells me is that healing is by faith. or Healing comes by faith as we have already examined. And so we see here that even in the Old Covenant... The word that brought healing was kept in the present tense because he, uh, uh, faith is present tense when you look at the spiritual definition of faith which which is our main theme scripture hebrews 11 the verse 1 he said there, he said now faith is now faith is faith is present tense he said now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen why why is faith kept in the present tense And why is healing also kept in the present? And I want you to hold that thought. We're going to address address it. But I want us to go back to where we ended last week. So that we can tie this in to the scripture that we have already read right now. Last week we looked at healing being the will of God. And now we are all in agreement that healing is the will of God because the will of God is the word of God. And we used the natural human process of will, which is that a will is written as a testament uh, for all who read it, that an inheritance belongs to a particular person. In the same way, God has given us his word as a testament to his will for his people. And so the word of God gives us the light into the will of God for his children. And so people may say that I don't know the will of God for me in a particular situation. All you have to do is look for the word of God, what that scripture say concerning that particular situation. And in this situation we're looking at healing. So healing is the will of God because the word of God has promised us healing. And even in the new covenant Healing is not just a promised word of God. Healing is a fulfilled word of God. As we examined that the word was prophesied through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53. That he was pierced for our transgressions. That the Lord Jesus was crushed for our iniquities. And the scripture says, and the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. So that was the word spoken through the prophet Isaiah. And we read in Matthew 8 from the verse 13. That when Jesus went into Peter's house, that Peter's mother-in-law was down with a fever. And so the scripture says he bent over her and rebuked the fever. You read the account of Matthew and the others. He said he rebuked the fever. He touched her and rebuked the fever. And the fever left her. And during the evening they brought all the sick people. And the scripture says the Lord healed all of them. And those filled with impure spirit. He drove out the spirit with a word. The scripture says this was to fulfill. You see, the word that was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. said this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. That indeed the son of God, Jesus of Nazareth, took up our infirmities and bore our disease. And so the word that was spoken through the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament is now a fulfilled word in the New Testament. And so healing in the New Testament or in the New Covenant is a fulfilled word of God. And very shortly, I'm going to explain to you what this fulfilled word of God means and how does that apply to when or how we may receive healing from God or from his word. And so the question that we we left uh, unanswered last week was this now that we've understood that healing is the will of god now we have to be able to know how does healing come how does healing come that's the first question and how do i receive healing and if you're asking these questions these are the right questions to ask if healing if i know and understand that healing is the will of god now how does healing come and how do i receive it when i'm sick the simplest answer to the first question is Healing comes by faith. And later on, we're going to address how, this, how to receive this healing. He said healing comes by faith through the word of God. How? How does this healing come by faith through the word of God? Because Romans 10 verse 17 tells us. He said, therefore, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so, if Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God, so then the word of God is the healer. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and healing comes by faith. So, therefore, if healing comes by faith and faith comes from the word of God, then it means that healing comes by the word of God. And so, the word of God is the healer. This is why I believe many are still sick because many Christians have not come to the point of understanding or accepted the fact and the truth that the word of God is the healer. And the word of God has always been the healer, whether in the old covenant or in the new covenant. The word, of, And I take this point again. The word of God is the healer, whether in the old covenant or in the The new covenant for the spirit spoke through David in the Psalms in Psalm 107, the verse 20. He says, This is the Old Testament. He says, When they were afflicted, they cried unto the Lord, and he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from the grave. But the word that was spoken, the word That was the healer in the new covenant, in the old covenant, existed in a different format than the word, which is the healer in the new covenant. What do I mean by this? In the old covenant, healing existed as the spoken word of God. The word of God that brought healing existed as a spoken word. God had already spoken through the prophets. He was spoken through Moses and giving them his word. That if you do these things, I will take sicknesses from you and the number of your days you will fulfill. And so the Lord had spoken to his people, the the people of Israel, that I am the Lord, that healer thee. That if you keep my statutes, I will take sicknesses from among you and the number of your days you will fulfill. And the scripture that I just read in Exodus 15 verse 26 testifies to this. Because the Lord spoke through Moses and to the people of Israel. He said, if you diligently heed The voice of the Lord your God, the voice of God, brings the word of God. And he said, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord. Who heals you which means healing is always available here the healing is kept in present tense. why? because healing comes by faith and faith is not going to be. Faith is that you have it and so what the Lord spoke to the people what the, the word the Lord gave the people is that if you do these things, if you keep my word, listen to my word that you will always have healing when you need it. Because healing is always available for the people of God. And so again, the Lord spoke again through Moses in Exodus 23 to verse 26. He says, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water as prosperity. And I will take sicknesses away from the midst of you. No no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. So the Lord said he would take sicknesses away from us. And we will fulfill that number of our days. This was the spoken word of God to the people of Israel. But we do see that although this word of God was spoken and given to the people of Israel, when they were sick, you see, in order for you to actually retain or be in the present tense of the healing power of God, which is in order for the healing power of God to always be available to you, you should what? Keep these words. This spoken word of God has you have to act on this word in order to receive the fullness of the healing that is promised in the word. But we do see that in the old covenant that healing was a spoken word. And so you look at the healings. Of Elijah, the prophet of God, you look at most of the healings in the old covenant. They always needed, they always needed a word from the prophet. Although the word of God was spoken, they needed a specific instruction from the prophet in order to be healed. And the reason, the reason is this. The word of God as we know it exists in three formats. This, is, this came to me by revelation. The word of God, has been as we know, exists in three formats. There is the spoken word of God. There is the specific word of God. And there is the fulfilled word of God. God would not do anything on this planet, on this earth, without first speaking it into existence. Why? Because this spoken word. Is the translation of what God has established in the Spirit into full manifestation or into existence in the natural. And so that is the first word of God, is the spoken word. And so you read throughout Genesis whatever God did, he first spoke. Why? Because it is the spoken word that translates that which God has established in the Spirit into manifestation or existence. In the natural. Why does God have to speak? Why does God give us His spoken word first? Because God is a spirit. God is a spirit, and we live in the natural, born of the Spirit of God. So if God is a spirit, and God, who is a spirit, is trying to establish something that would manifest in the natural. And these are two different realms. And so, in order for something that is established in the spirit to be made manifest in the natural, there has to be something to convert it or translate it into the natural. And what translates what is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural is the spoken word of God, is the word of God. But that word exists in three, four months. First, the word has to be spoken. And when the word of God is spoken, it translates that established will or purpose of God out of the spirit into manifestation or existence in the natural. And so God wanted to heal his people. He wanted to make healing available to his people. So what did he do? He first spoke and said, I am the God who heals you. He gave them his word, the spoken word. But what we do see is that the spoken, although the word was spoken, They needed to take action on the word in order for the fullness of the word to be fulfilled in their lives. And so the Lord gave them a commandment and said, if you do these things, then I will take sicknesses from among you and the number of your days you will fulfill. They needed to take a a specific set of actions in order for that spoken word to be fulfilled in their lives. The Lord spoke the word and gave instructions. And so for the people of Israel, people who were un- the people who were under the covenant of God that came through Moses, one, they got the spoken word and they also got a specific set of instructions to act on in order for that spoken word to be fulfilled in your life. And that is what we call the specific word of God. That is the second format of God's word. We spoke about, as I previously mentioned, that the word of God exists in three formats. That spoken word, and then there is the specific word of God. That specific word of God is the set of instructions and actions required to bring that spoken word into full manifestation and functionality. And so none of the Israelites who were under covenant could receive healing unless they had followed the specific set of instructions that is laid out in the word that God had given them. And so if any person did not know the word, if any person did not act in accordance with the word of God, they did not receive healing. But then the Lord also had his prophets. And so for people who were not under covenant, for people who did not know the word of God, what God did, is that although his word was spoken, then a specific word, a specific set of instruction had to come through the prophet to that person for the person to act on in order to come to the point of healing. And a typical example is what we see in 2 Kings with Naaman. Naaman had leprosy. Naaman was not under covenant in Israel. But because God, he's God of all. He's not God of just the Israelites, but he's God of all. And so what did what did what did Naaman do when Naaman's servant told Naaman that there is a prophet in Israel who can heal him if he goes there when Naaman went to Israel what Naaman did was that what what, what Elijah Elijah the prophet did is that he gave a specific instruction to Naaman He did not just say, go, you are healed. He gave a specific set of instructions that Naaman should act on, which is wash himself seven times in the Jordan River. And when when he acts on those instructions, then he would be able to receive his healing. Why? Because God had already spoken his word. But the word for healing that existed in the old covenant was a spoken word. And so, in, we, in order for that word to be made manifest in your life, in order for you to receive the fullness of healing, you needed that specific word, which is the set of instructions to act on in order to receive healing. For the people under covenant, they already had the specific instruction. The people of Israel had already, they already had a specific instruction laid out in the word of God, delivered through Moses. So when they acted on those specific instructions, they did not need a specific instruction from the prophet. But in, we also see that in certain situations, like in Hezekiah, he also needed a specific set of instruction from the prophet in order to be healed. And so there were situations where if the word, this word, which existed as a spoken word and also given to the people under covenant as a specific set of instructions if that word if somebody did not meet the requirement of that word God who is rich in mercy sent forth his word through his prophet and these and the word that came through the prophet were usually specific set of instructions for them to act on in order for them to receive healing and so you read throughout the old testament healing was always Healing always came by the word of God, but the word of God that brought healing, one, existed as a spoken word, and two, came with specific set of instructions for people to act on in order to receive the fullness of healing. So if you are in the covenant in Israel, the word came by way of instructions that were laid out, as we see in Exodus 15, the verse 26, or the word came as specific instruction through the prophet and then, when you acted on those instructions, you received the fullness of the healing power of God, and the sicknesses you were healed of your of your sickness or disease. But in the new covenant, that same word which is the healer in the old covenant is also the same word that is a healer in the new covenant. But the word in the new covenant exists in a different format. The word in a new covenant. That brought healing exists in a different format. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? And so, I want us to look at a few things. I want us to look at a few things. If you have your Bible, turn with me. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. We're going to examine this. This is healing. So, I want to take my time for us to get this. Matthew 8. Matthew eight Matthew eight Matthew eight, if you're there with me, we're reading from the verse thirteen. Uh, reading from the verse 14. The scripture says, When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. And in verse 15, he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. He, and he drove out their spirits with the word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill. What was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, that he took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. So you see, this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53 that we read. That he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his tribes we are healed. That was the spoken word. That word existed. In the old covenant, as a spoken word, but in the old covenant, as we have examined, that God gave specific instructions for them to act on in order for this the fullness of the word that brought healing to be made manifest in their bodies or in the natural or in their lives. But in the new covenant, the same word, the same word of God exists as a fulfilled word of God. This is what I was telling you about these three forms of God's word. The spoken word of God, the specific word of God, and the fulfilled word of God. And so when the word has been spoken, when the word has been acted on, then you get what we call the fulfilled word of God. And so what's, what's the importance of, of understanding this mystery that is laid out in the scriptures? That, that healing in the old covenant was a spoken word. And it came with a specific set of instructions. But healing in the new covenant is a fulfilled word of God. And and there are there are there there, there is an understanding here that I, I want to I want you to get. In the old covenant, God had his people, the Israelites. In the old covenant, God had his people, and his people had the word, both the spoken word. And the specific set of instructions to act on in order for the fullness of the word to be made manifest in their lives. As we see in Exodus 15 and Exodus 23. that The Lord said, if you heed to my my instructions, if you follow my statutes, I will take sickness from among you and the number of your days you will fulfill. He also says, the Holy Spirit also says, that if you diligently hear the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, he said, I will put none of the disease on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am not going to be, for I am the Lord who heals you. Not the Lord who is going to heal you, but I am the Lord who heals you now. Why? Because healing comes by faith. And faith is, present tense, faith is, Hebrews 11, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so the word of God that went out to the people, for the people of God, they had the spoken word, which was the Lord said, I am the God that heals you. And they also had the specific set of instruction that came with it. So if they acted based on the instruction that came with that spoken word, they received healing. They did not need a prophet because the Lord will already take the sickness away. But for people who were not under covenant or for people in special circumstances, the word of God will come from the prophet. But those word of God that came from the prophet were a specific set of instructions for people to act on in order for them to receive healing. And I give an example. Like Naaman, Naaman was not under covenant. And so Naaman, the the word here, the specific set of instructions that were given to the people of Israel did not apply to Naaman. And so what did God do? God gave a specific set of word for Naaman to act on through the prophet Elisha, So that when Naaman acted on that word, Naaman received healing. Why? Because healing existed as a spoken word, and in order for the fullness of the word of God to be fulfilled in your life, one the word not just to uh, the word doesn't only have to be spoken, but the word has to be acted on in order for the word to be fulfilled. And so I would say it was very hard for the people of Israel, the people that lived in the old covenant to receive healing that the people in the new covenant. Why? Because they needed to act in a certain way for the healing power of God to be made manifest in their lives. But the Bible says we have inherited a better covenant. That's what's spoken through the, uh, uh, to, through the apostle Paul. That we have inherited a better covenant with better promises. And so in the old covenant, healing existed as a spoken word with specific set of instructions. Then for a better covenant... God made his word, that same word that brought healing, a fulfilled word of God. And because healing is a fulfilled word of God in the new covenant, you do not need any specific set of instructions to act on in order for you to receive healing. All you have to do is believe the word which is being fulfilled and speak in accordance with the word of God. Because what we read in Romans 10, the verse 8, concerning healing. Why? Because healing comes by faith. And this is the message. There's revelation spoken through the Apostle Paul, Romans, um, Romans 10, the verse 8. He said, this is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. That the word is near you. It is in your heart and in your mouth. Why? Because healing comes by faith. Therefore, in order for the fullness of healing to be made manifest in your life, then you have to act in faith in accordance with faith in order for healing to be made available or in order for healing to, be, uh, to, to manifest in your life. And because healing comes by faith, therefore you have to act in faith in order for it to receive healing. And what does is, what is action in faith means? He said this is the message concerning faith that we proclaim that if you believe it, it that the word is near you it is in your heart and in your mouth so which means in order for the healing power of god which comes by faith to be made manifest in your life first you have to believe the word that exists as a fulfilled word not as it's just a spoken word but as a fulfilled word In your heart, because healing is a fulfilled word in a new new covenant, as we have just examined in in, in Matthew 8, verse 17, is that this was to fulfill. And this fulfillment was done even in the natural through Christ Jesus, who died on the cross of Calvary. So Jesus acted on the word of God that was spoken in the old covenant and fulfilled the words. For he says, I came to fulfill the law. Jesus said, he said, he came to fulfill the requirements of the law. And the requirements of the law, because if you broke the law that led to uh, that, that, that led to sin, sin is a transgression of the law, and that the wages of sin is death, and sickness comes through death, sickness is, is born out of darkness, it's an oppression of Satan, and Satan is the father of the dead. and so what Jesus came to do was not just to take sins away but also to restore life. Where there is no life, there is death. And so Jesus came to give us life. He said, I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And so the scripture says in Romans 8, although your body is subject to death because of sin, but the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And that death, that sin that leads to death is not your own sin right now. It's your original sin of Adam that subjected our bodies to spiritual death. And then to everything that comes with death, and Satan is the father of the dead. And so, in Hebrews two, we read the word, the, the, the word spoken through the prophet, uh, spoken through the apostle Paul in Hebrews two, is that since the children have flesh and blood, he too, Jesus, shared in our humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is Satan. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. And sickness comes from death. Sickness comes from spiritual death. Sickness comes from spiritual death. And spiritual death comes from sin, the original sin of Adam. And so this is why our body is subject to sickness. But the Bible says, But if anyone be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. All things, the things of the dead, the things that affected your dead body, Or your dead life now cannot cannot have dominion over you because now you have passed from death to life. And this life is in Christ Jesus. And so if you have believed in Christ Jesus, now the word of God which brings healing exists as a fulfilled word of God. And because it is a fulfilled word of God and healing comes by faith, all you need to do is align. Align yourself with that word. Believe that word. And when you believe that word, the Bible says, this is how you demonstrate faith. Faith is demonstrated by either speaking the word of God or acting on the word. But if the word is already fulfilled through Christ, there is no physical action that you need. All you need to do is believe the word and speak the word, because the word has been fulfilled through Christ, and that is what we see in Romans, uh, Romans uh, ten, from the verse eight to ten. The Apostle Paul said, "This is the message concerning faith that we proclaim: that the word is near you; it is in your heart and in your mouth. In your heart and in your mouth. Why? Why does the word has to be in your mouth?" And he continues. Let, let's 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 go there quickly. I know we've examined the scripture, but it's a very very important scripture. Let's open our Bibles to Romans 10. Romans 10. And we're going to look at from the verse 8 to 10. And so here he was using righteousness as an example. Because righteousness is also the fulfilled word of God. Righteousness was fulfilled through Christ salvation is also you know it is through salvation that we, we become the righteousness of god and salvation is already a fulfilled word of god because the word was spoken the same word that was spoken through the prophet isaiah as you see in isaiah 53 <clears throat> that he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities that is the spoken word and the word was fulfilled on the cross of calvary when jesus was pierced for our transgressions crushed For our iniquities. And so the Bible says he shed his blood. So because of the piercing, the blood that came out. The Bible says if there is no shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So that word is already being fulfilled. And here the Apostle Paul is trying to teach the church in Rome about healing, uh, about faith. And he uses righteousness a fulfilled word of God as an example of how to demonstrate your faith. How to demonstrate your faith or how to receive the fullness of the benefit of the word of God. He says that the word, he said, but what does it say? Romans 10 verse 8. What does it say? The word of God is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. So this is the message of faith. Any word of faith, no matter what it is. This is the message concerning faith. That the word of God is in your heart. And not just in your heart, but also in your mouth. This is why it is so important. It is so important. The Bible talks about we should watch the words that we speak as believers. Why? Because when you speak... You're translating things that are established in the spirit into, the, into manifestation in the natural. And so if you speak the word of God, you are translating the will of God that is established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. When you speak death situation, when you speak unbelief or when you speak wicked things, you are giving the devil a foothold to translate his wicked plans that are in the spirit because Satan is also a spirit. That are in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. This is why the Bible says we should only speak that which edifies. Because when you speak negative things, those things would manifest. The Satan would take advantage of that. So this is why the Bible says we should hold fast to our confession. Confession. And our confession is in Christ Jesus. Our confession is the word of God. And so when we speak that word of God, we're translating that will of God that is established in the spirit into full manifestation in the natural. Why? Because God is a spirit. The things that God has established for his people are established in the spirit. What Jesus came to fulfill was a spiritual fulfillment. It was not a physical. Although he had to do certain things in the natural. But what he came to fulfill was the spiritual fulfillment. This is why the Bible says that, for, the wages, uh, 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 that um, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting love. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world to save, but to save the world through him. Salvation is for every person. But why is it that people, that people who are not saved? If Jesus died for all of them, the Bible says Jesus died for all, not just Christians. He died for everyone. But why are people not saved? People are not saved because this fulfillment of Christ comes by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if they have not heard the word or they have heard the word but do not believe the word, the full benefits of that which is established in the spirit will not manifest in their lives. So that is the only difference between us and unbelievers: is that for us, What Christ did, we have accepted it, we have believed it, and we have professed it. So, therefore, the fullness of that faith for righteousness has been manifested in our lives. For the Bible says in Ephesians 2 that it is by faith that we have, uh, it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. So, salvation comes by faith. And so, here in Romans 10, the Apostle Paul is using the, the, the salvation. The faith, uh, the salvation faith, as an example to explain how to demonstrate faith or how to make the word of God fully manifest in your lives. And so he said, This is the message concerning faith Romans 10, verse 8 that the word of God is near you, that it is in your heart and in your mouth. Why does he say that the message concerning faith means that the word of God is near you? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11, the verse 6, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, James says, it is impossible to receive anything from God. Habakkuk 2, the verse 4 tells us, he said, that the just shall live by faith. Everything that we do in this life as believers is by faith. Everything of God is by faith. This is why we're studying the subject of faith. And so in order for the fullness of that faith, for healing to be made manifest in your life, you have to understand these components of faith and how to make this faith work for you. And so here the Apostle Paul is teaching the church how to, to apply this. And here he uses salvation. And so he says, that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. In the verse 9, he began to expand on it. That this is how... The fulfilled word of God, because as I've, I've, as I've mentioned in, in, in times past, that there are two, two examples of a fulfilled word of God that is outlined in Scripture. There may be more, but what the Spirit of the Lord has made known to me is this. That there are, the, the, these two forms of God's word exist as a fulfilled word of God. Salvation and healing. Both fulfilled on the cross of Calvary. And because they are fulfilled word of God, all you need is faith and proclamation. And this is what the Apostle Paul was trying to enlighten the church on. The verse 9, Romans 10 verse 9. is that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So this is salvation. In order for anyone to receive salvation first. All of us went through this process first. They believe the word of God they heard. And when they believe the word, the scripture does not say believe in your mind. So it is not a mental agreement. And this is where a lot of people miss it. They think that it is you thinking about something or you mentally agreeing to something means that you have faith. And so a lot of Christians have a mental agreement on the word of God and think they have faith. They don't have faith. Faith is of the heart. It's because the scripture says here that if you believe in your heart, so it is a heart thing. It's a conviction within your heart. It is not a mental agreement because faith is of the heart. So it is, if you believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But first, you have to declare with your mouth. Why? Because when you speak, we talked about the spoken word of God. When you speak, You translate that which God has already established in the spirit into manifestation in the natural. This is why it is important that we speak positive things. We speak things in accordance with the word of God in our lives. We do not speak a negative thing. Although we may face a situation in the natural that are negative, but we should not speak that negativity. What we have to do is that although I see this in the natural, but the word of God says something different. And this is why a lot of Christians are still sick because they see the physical manifestation of the sickness in their bodies and they continue to speak, speak, I am sick, I have this, I have that. And lo and behold, they will continue to have the sickness. Why? Because they are speaking death. They are speaking sickness in their body. But what we're supposed to speak is the word of God. That although I see the sickness naturally in my body, but scripture says, by his stripes, that I am healed. So I believe, because this word says here, that it is with your heart, the verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So this is why, if anyone came to know the Lord, before anyone came to receive salvation, the man of God said, repeat after me. The reason why you had to speak You were convinced of the word that Jesus is Lord. And you were convinced that you needed to repent of your sins and believe and take Jesus as your Lord and Savior. When you heard that message, you were convinced in your heart. And so when they called out for you to come forward, you went out because at that point, when you believed the word at that moment, you were justified before God. But that just although you were convinced and in your heart, you had repented or believed the word of God that, uh, that Jesus is Lord, but you needed, the man of God needed to lead you to speak certain things in order for the fullness of the word to be made manifest in your life. This is why they said, repeat after me, a lot of Christians may do these things, but they do not understand why we profess. But the reason is this. That until you speak that word, you do not translate that fulfilled word of God into full manifestation in your, in your life. This is what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 10 verse 10. that For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Why? Because when you speak that word of God, when you speak that Jesus Christ is Lord, when you speak that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, acknowledge that. When you speak that, you translate that which he established in the Spirit, that which has been fulfilled on the cross of Calvary into full manifestation in your life. And the moment you speak that glory to God, at that moment, you become born again. At that moment, you become born again. That is how you translate, that is how you demonstrate faith for salvation. And so, here the Apostle Paul was just using the faith that came by salvation as an example. But healing also came by faith, healing was also fulfilled. So, because we read in Isaiah 53 that he was pierced for our transgressions, that he was crushed for our iniquities, is that the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So you see, the the same prophetic, prophetic word that brought salvation is the same prophetic word that brought healing. And so if salvation has been fulfilled, it's a fulfilled word of God. And in order for the fullness of salvation to be made manifest in your life, you have to believe the word in your heart and speak the word in order for the fullness of salvation to be made manifest in your life. The same way, in order for healing to be made manifest in your life, you have to believe the word of God concerning healing and speak the word. This is why we see a typical example throughout the scripture, throughout the New Testament. And later on, I'm going to refer, we're going to read a few scriptures concerning, concerning healing that healing comes by faith because the purpose of this uh, of today's meeting is to look at the practical application of this faith for healing in everyday examples as I outlined in scripture and also as the Lord has demonstrated to me through the healings that he has he has, uh, he has done in the lives of people who have uh, have come to me and so the scripture says that in, in the verse 11 he said as scripture says anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame hallelujah and so this healing comes by faith and we understand that in order for the fullness of this healing to be made manifest in your life you have to first believe the word and to speak the word of god because when you speak because healing is fulfilled through christ when you speak you are translating that fulfilled word that fulfilled word means that it's already happened. That fulfilled word means that it is you are healed. This is why you read in, in, in 1 Peter 2.24. He said himself took up our infirmities he said by his wounds we were healed. Peter put it in the past tense because it is already a fulfilled word of God. And so there is no way you see in the New Testament that tells you that God is going to heal you. There is no way in the New Testament that the scripture says that God is going to heal you. Because God is going to heal you is hope. Futuristic. Which means the word is not fulfilled. But but the word says, by his stripes you were healed. Why? Because it's already fulfilled. And so this is also the reason why a lot of people are not healed. They say, God is going to heal me. I'm praying that God heals me. They are not aligning themselves with the word of God. The word of God says you are healed and you are saying he's going to heal you. You are in hope, but healing does not come by hope. Healing comes by faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. And I I, I want us to examine a typical example concerning this word, because we're looking at practical application of faith. I want, to, I want us to go back to the same book of Matthew, Matthew 8. There is a typical example here that we see. Matthew 8. From the verse 5, we're going to read from the verse 5 to the verse 13. But there's a typical example, practical application of faith for healing here that we see. The Bible says, but Matthew five. I read from the NIV from the verse five. Matthew eight from the verse five. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, asking for help. Lord, the verse says, Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. My servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Then Jesus said to him, Shall I come and heal him? So Jesus offered. To go and heal that man. Man's servant. The centurion replied. Lord I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word. And I want you to pay attention here. But just say the word. And my servant will be healed. Why? Just say the word. There is a revelation here that the centurion had come to the point of a a, a deeper understanding of the word of God. That when the word of Christ is spoken, he knew that if Jesus speaks the word, his servant will be healed. Why? Why did he believe that? Let's, 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 Let's move on. We're going to tackle this. This this, this word excites me because this gives us the light into the fact that healing comes by faith and faith comes by the word of God and healing comes by the word of God. And this whole scripture is the word about Christ. He said, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Not my servant is going to be healed. He knew that the moment the word of Christ comes, He believed that healing should be manifested in the body of his servant. And he began, this is how he reasoned. The man came to this point of understanding because he had heard. He He was a centurion. And he had heard the healings of Jesus. He had heard about what Jesus was doing. And so because of the testimonies, about Christ. Because of the testimonies of the people who had received healing from Christ. The boy, the man, came to this understanding. Because of his this reasoning, He said, for I myself, the verse 9. For I myself am a man under authority. With soldiers under me. I tell this one go. And he goes. And that one come. And he comes. I say to my servant, do this. And he does it. So he said. A man under authority, he compared the power of the word to the authority that he had as a soldier. He compared the authority that he had as a soldier to the authority of the word of God. And a lot of Christians have not come to the point of understanding the authority of the word of God. The word of God is an authority, this is what Jesus said. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, because the word is authority. He said, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The reason why a lot of us are never able to come to the point of receiving the glory of God in our lives is because we have not accepted. We have not come to the point of understanding the authority of the word of God. This man understood the authority of the word. He said, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word. What word? And I want you to ask yourself, what word did this man expected to be spoken? The healing word of God. Because he needed healing. He said, just say the word and my servant will be healed because I have come to understand that authority is released through words. Because he was a soldier. He said, I am a soldier. A man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go. In order for authority to be executed, in order for authority to, 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 to be made manifest, there has to be a word that goes forth. Is that I said, he said, I tell this one, go. And he goes. And that one come. And he comes. I say to myself and do this. And he does it. Because the words carry authority. But if he said, if me as a soldier, my word carries authority. How much more? The word of God. Because the Bible says there is none that can be compared unto God. The creator of the ends of the earth. Everything is subject to the authority of God. And so if the words of men carry authority, then how much more? The word of God. And I believe that the lack of acceptance acceptance or understanding of the authority of the word of God. This is why a lot of Christians are suffering that they may be going through a situation, but they do not look for the Word because the Word of God is life. The Bible says the entrance of His Word give it life. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Psalm 119 verse 130. So whenever the Word of God enters a situation, there is light. Why? The Word is authority. Authority. And that authority is a light. It is not darkness. That authority brings goodness. That authority brings glory. That authority brings the fullness of the power of God into full manifestation. That is the word of God. And so this centurion understood that the word of God, the word of Christ, carried authority over sickness. And so the Bible says, this, this is what struck me. This is what struck me. The verse 10. When Jesus heard this, This is Jesus. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And I want you to pause and think for a second. Jesus called faith in his word great faith. He calls Faith in his word, the understanding of the authority of the word of God. And the belief in his word and the ability of the word to bring healing as great faith. Why? Why? This is because healing comes by faith. So Jesus said, have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith because healing comes by faith, and without faith, it is impossible, James said, to receive anything from God. And so, Jesus said, Faith in His Word is great faith because Jesus Himself offered. You see, there are different forms of healing, there are different forms of manifestation of healing. Jesus, the Bible says, you read Luke 4, when Jesus went into the temple. Then, then they took, they, they gave him the, uh, the, the 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 scroll and the Bible, the, the scroll, and he opened to, to, to the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened to the book of the prophet Isaiah. Then he spoke. One second. One second. Then he spoke when Isaiah, when when the word was given to the, the, the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah spoke the word. What happened? Isaiah says that he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquity. He said, and the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. The word is a healer. Jesus is the living word of God. And this man had come to understand that if Jesus speaks the word, healing comes. Because his word carries authority. His word carries authority. But Jesus did not offer to speak the word for the man to be healed. This is what Jesus called this man's faith, great faith. Because Jesus offered to come to his house to heal his servant. Jesus said to him, the verse 7 Shall I come and heal him? Shall I come and heal him? And I believe the healing that Jesus offered here was the healing anointing. You see, the Bible says it, as I mentioned, Luke 4, when Jesus went into the temple. And the, the book of the uh, of the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. The Bible says he opened to Isaiah 61. As we know it now as Isaiah 61. That the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to uh, to bind up the brokenhearted, To heal the sick. To, to, to uh, open the eyes of the blind. The, uh, Jesus was anointed to heal. And so what Jesus offered this man was the manifestation of the healing anointing. If somebody is anointed to heal, a person may not necessarily, the person should have faith and believe that that healing power would heal them when they ask for it. So Jesus offered to go heal his servant by the manifestation of the power of the anointing. But the man said, you, You don't need to waste your time to even come under my roof. Because I do know that healing does not just manifest by the manifestation of the healing anointed. But healing can also come by the word of God. And Jesus called faith in his word for healing as great faith. And this is what we're trying to teach here. That healing comes by faith. That in order for you to receive the fullness of the healing word, in order for you to to be healed, you have to first have faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is what the man demonstrated here. He said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. Because he knew, he knew that the word carried authority and the word is the source of faith. This is what Jesus said. I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith because the man believed in the word of God. The moment you believe the word of God, you transition to faith. This is why the scripture we read in Romans 10, that it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. What do you believe? He said, this is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. That the word, you see, the word is near you. It is in your heart and in your mouth This man believed the word of God in his heart and he spoke the word as he believed He spoke the word as he believed He believed the word in his in his in his heart and he spoke as he believed He said just say the word and my servant Will be healed. Until. The man, the man had this thought. Until he spoke. Until he spoke. His faith. Had not been manifested yet. His faith was not known. Faith is demonstrated. Through speech. And action. Until the man spoke. Until the man spoke. His faith. Was not known. And so Jesus said, truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. He said, I say to you, many will come from the east and the west. And here, Jesus also gives us a revelation concerning how to inherit the fullness of the glory of God. He said, I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does this mean? Jesus heard this man's faith, proclamation of faith. And he said, this is such a great faith. And he goes on to say that many will come from all places and will take their place at the feast. With Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. What is Jesus talking about? The kingdom of God is a kingdom of the Spirit. God is a Spirit, and His kingdom is a kingdom of the Spirit. So, what Jesus is trying to teach the people here is this that there are many that will come from afar when they hear the word, like this centurion. He had heard the word from somewhere that will come from afar and By faith, by faith, they will inherit the promise. Why? Because Romans 4, the verse 16 tells us that the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace. So that it may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. The moment you believe the word of God, you receive the grace to to receive the fullness of the glory of God in your life why because the promise comes by faith and it's not by works by faith so the moment this centurion believed the word of god he came into the grace glory to god for healing to be made manifest in the life of his servant so jesus said many many will come from outside and will take their place At the feast. What is the feast of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven? Because God calls himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And because God calls himself that, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven can only be inherited by faith. The kingdom and the glory of God can only come to us by faith. This is what the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. But what Jesus was trying to teach the people here is that by faith, many will inherit, many will be able to translate that which God has already established in the spirit. Because the kingdom of God is the kingdom of the spirit. And so by faith, many, by faith, will be able to translate that which God has already established in the spirit into full manifestation in their lives. And this is true concerning any situation in our lives. Here, we're just talking about healing. But it applies to finances, it applies to marriage, it applies to every aspect of our life. Before scripture says that the just shall live by faith. He did not say that the just shall live by hope. He did not say that the just shall live by wishing. He said the just shall live by faith. And what is faith? What we've examined in Hebrews 11 verse 1. That faith is, present tense, the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. See, the substance, that substance that we've examined in the past, that you hope for something. Let's break this down this definition of faith down using this man this centurion's example let's break it down the scripture says in hebrews 11 that faith now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen this man was hoping for healing for his servant because of the hope for healing he came to the lord then when he came to the lord he did he he had he had hope that his servant could be healed. But then when he came to the Lord, he knew, he believed the word. He put a substance to the word of God. The substance of the word of God that he believed brought him to the point of faith. So he did not just hope for healing for his word. But when he believed the word of God, he transitioned from hope to faith. How did we know that this man had faith? Jesus himself said, he said, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. How did this man have faith? By believing the word of God. How do we know that this man believed the word of God? He said, he said that, but just say the word. And my servant will be healed. He knew that the word is able to heal. The word of Christ is able to heal. So he believed. He had faith in the word of Christ. He had faith in the word of God as a healer. And because of his belief in the word of God, Jesus said he had faith. So faith is... The substance of things hoped for. When you hope for something and you believe the word of God concerning that. Then you have readiness of faith. When the man believed the word of God for healing. He said when Christ, he said, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. So he believed the word of God for healing. And because he believed the word of God for healing, Jesus said. That he had great faith. Why? Because healing comes by faith. Healing comes by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. The moment you believe the word of God. The word of God is the substance that you put to what you're hoping for. So when you believe the word of God concerning that situation. Then you have faith. But that is not the fullness of the definition of faith. Is that faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. How can you have an evidence of something you can't see? And so what we're talking about, faith that we're talking about, is not just a hearsay. It's evidence based. But that evidence is based on the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Because you cannot see the word. But he said the moment you believe the word of God, you would have evidence. Evidence. Evidence of things not seen. You would have evidence of what you're hoping for in your heart. This is what we call faith. When you have believed the word of God concerning that situation, you get to the what we call readiness of faith. Readiness of faith. But that is not all. In order for you to see the full manifestation of what you're hoping for, you have to know how to release that faith. And that is what the Apostle Paul taught us in Romans 10, that it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Using Salvation as an example. But the same word applies to all healing, uh, to all faith. The same word applied to healing. And so, when this man believed the word of God and spoke, that's just say the word that my servant will be healed. At that moment, at that moment, he had readiness of faith to receive healing for his servant. And so Jesus said, that many will come to this understanding that when you have believed the word of God, you can receive. And here, this is a typical example. Here is healing. And healing is the subject that we're discussing. Here, Jesus is talking about faith for healing. So Jesus said that many will come from outside and believe the word of God, that the word of God is able to heal, that his word is a healer. And they will receive the fullness of that. But, there's a but here, the verse 12. Matthew 8, verse 12. is that but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I believe that is what is happening in the church right now. There are many that have stayed in the church. There are many that have been Christians for a long time. But they do not believe the word of God as a healer. And this is what Jesus is talking about. That many will come from the east and the west. Many will come from different places who are not even in the church. And when they hear the word, when they have heard the word of God, they will believe that the word of God is able to heal. Therefore, they will have readiness of faith to receive the fullness of the healing power of God. But the people who are sat in the church, the people who have been believers, will be thrown outside. They are now thrown outside. Because of whatever they're doing, they're thrown outside because of their unbelief. They're thrown outside because they do not have faith in God's word. And this thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth means that these people will sit, they are subjects that hear the word of God. But because they do not believe the word, they will still be in the dark. They will still be sick. Because here, Jesus is talking about Healing. Here, the example we have here is healing. Healing, using healing as an example. And so he says that there will be many in the church that have heard the word of healing, but because they do not believe, they will still be sick. And they will be weeping and gnashing their teeth. And this is what we find in the churches. That there are many that are sick, that are crying out, Lord, why aren't you healing me? Lord, why am I sick this way? And the Bible says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish because many have not come into the knowledge that the word of god is a healer therefore they have not received the word they have not believed the word therefore they are not able to come to the point of faith to be healed if you do not have faith james said let me let me le, le, let us go there let's go there we'll come back to matthew 8 to finish it up let's go to the book of james james has a lot to say concerning faith James two. James two. James two. He said, in the same way, the verse I I read um the the verse seventeen. From the verse seventeen, James two the verse seventeen said in the same way faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. He's talking about faith in action. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. He says, show me your faith with our deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. So that, as I mentioned, that faith is demonstrated through action. This is what I told you, and faith comes by the word of God. This is why I gave you, that there is a spoken word of God and the specific word of God. That specific word of God is the deed, the set of actions you take on that spoken word that you have believed in order for the word to be fulfilled and so he says that faith without deeds is dead faith is demonstrated in action but what we're talking about is healing and healing is already faith in action healing is already a fulfilled word of God and when the word of God is fulfilled all you need is faith and proclamation and so that proclamation in itself is action and so he said, show me your faith with our deeds and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. He said, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder, Because there are a lot of people that complain. I believe in God. I believe in God. Why is this happening to me? What does scripture say? It is not what we think. But what does scripture say? James 2, the verse 19. He said, you believe in God. That is good. Even the demons believe and shadow. Why? Because just believing in God is is, is not enough. Believing in God is required. Not that it's not necessary. It is required for you to... Even the Bible says, in, in Hebrews 11, the verse says, That he said, without faith it is impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must believe that he is. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it starts by knowing that God is. But knowing that God is is not enough. Knowing that God is, believing in God is good. Jim said it's good. But it's not enough. Why? Because we also see in John 8 from the verse 30 to 32, Jesus, what Jesus was teaching the people, the Bible said many did not believe. But to those who believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. You see, Jesus did not say. That believing in him will set you free. Although believing in him takes you, sets you free from the bondage of darkness. But in order to be completely set free to walk in the fullness of the inheritance in Christ Jesus, you have to know the truth. And the truth is the word of God. The truth is the word. And guess what? Romans 10, the verse 17, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is why it is very important to study the word. It is very important to believe the word of God and accept and believe it as it is written. He said, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without these is dead? And he, I, I take you through uh, uh, the verse 26. It said as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without deeds is dead faith without deeds is dead but for the healing word that we're talking about here the word is already fulfilled because the word went through being spoken the word went through being acted on by the lord jesus and now the word exists in the new covenant as a fulfilled word of god And because the word is fulfilled, all you need is faith and proclamation. Faith and proclamation. This is what the centurion demonstrated. He believed that the word of God is able to heal. Therefore, he proclaimed. He said, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Not my servant is going to be healed. He will be healed when the word comes. Because he had faith in God's word. And so what is the whole point of this message? What is the whole point of what we're discussing here? The whole point is this. That healing comes by faith. And faith comes from the word of God. That without faith, you may cry all you want. Without faith, you may shout all you want. You may complain all you want. But the healing power of God wouldn't manifest in your body. Until you have accepted and believed. The word of God. You will not see the fullness of the benefit of the healing word. And this is what Jesus said. That many will come from the east and the west. And will take their places at the feast. With Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects. And as I read this it struck me. Especially the verse 12. Matthew 8 verse 12. This is what is going on in the churches. This is what many are moving from pastor to pastor. Many are moving from church to church. Trying, looking for something special that would solve their problem. Looking for something that will bring healing to them. But scripture says, this is not my word. This is the word of Christ. Jesus said, but the subjects of the kingdom. Who are the subjects of the kingdom? Those in the church. Will be thrown outside. Not a physical throne. But Spiritually. They are outside. Spiritually, they are not justified to receive the healing power of God. Although God has provided healing for them. Because the Bible says, it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. Romans 10 that we read. It is with your heart that you believe and are justified. They are not justified to receive healing. Why? Because they have no faith. They do not believe the word of God concerning healing. But Jesus said When you believe the word concerning healing You have faith He said they will be thrown outside Into the darkness where there will be weeping And gnashing of teeth And I have seen this I have seen it Not many of it But a a handful of examples that I have seen That I have had a chance to pray with people Who are sick That some of them As you pray with them they continue to weep Lord why They continue to cry out. Why, oh Lord? Why is this thing? Instead of them to believe the word of God, no amount of crying, no amount of weeping will change the will or the word of God because the word of God is the will of God. The only thing that will cause you to be justified to receive healing is faith. So you you, you read throughout the New Testament, the healings of Jesus, the woman, what we read in, in Mark 5, The woman who had bleeding for 12 years. The Bible says she thought in her head. That if I just touch the hem of the garment of the Lord Jesus. That I'll be healed. The Bible says when she she touched it. She had faith. When she touched it. She felt in her body. That she was set free. Because faith is evidence based. The moment she touched it. She had evidence that she was set free. the Bible says Jesus turned. And said who touched me? Faith causes the power of God. Faith causes the healing anointing of God to be released into a person. And and, and, and what we speak to you, it is not just that we we've, we've prayed with people and we've seen the manifestation of the word of God heal them. But we speak of things that we ourselves have, ex- have, ex- have experienced. I use the word as a healer for my body. Just a, a few days ago, I had a huge tummy upset. In the middle of the night. I knew you, you see when, when you're going through the sickness, when you're going through the emotions of sickness, there's all these thoughts that runs in your mind. There are all these fear that runs. But the Bible says God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power. Glory to God. But of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And when 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 I felt that symptom in my body. All sorts of thoughts went went through my my, my mind. Because it was in the middle of the night. But one thing I do know. (laughs) Glory to God. I do know the word. And I do believe the word. I I have seen the word manifest. So what did I do? You see. Although I believed the word. That the word is a healer. But. The symptoms were still in my body. Until. I began to speak the word. And it is written by his strife that I am healed and I began to resist that symptom. Because it is written in James James 4. He says, submit yourself then to God and resist the devil and he will flee. Sickness is an oppression of Satan. There are many that think that sickness, it, it, it comes from God. It's not of God. There are certain things that we do that allow sickness in our bodies. That's there. But there are also things that you don't do anything but Satan attacks you. All of it is all darkness. Because Acts 10.38 testifies. Peter testifying in Colinio's house, household. He said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and, 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 and power. And how he went about doing good. Glory to God. Our Lord Jesus Christ always comes with good things. How he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Sickness is an oppression of Satan. Sickness does not come from God. God may allow it. But sickness is an oppression of Satan because sickness is born out of darkness. So Jesus said, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness. In the darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth happens. And so I knew the word. I had believed, I believed the word. But although I believed the word, the symptoms were still there. Until I began to speak. And when I began to speak, the, the, the symptom did not just stop within a second. It took about, let's say, five minutes, five, ten minutes. When I had spoken the word of God, said by his strife that I am healed. And I resisted that symptom after I prayed. I mean, I felt a little better, but the fullness of the symptom had not left. But what did I do? I began to praise God. Why? Because I knew the word. Romans 4. From the verse 18 the Bible says against our hope Abraham in hope believed what did Abraham believe? the Word of God he said against our hope Abraham in hope believed and so became the moment you believe the Word of God you are justified you have evidence of what you're hoping for in your heart and so because I believed in my heart that I, because I have spoken the word and therefore that's when I've spoken the word which has been fulfilled healing power of God which has been fulfilled through Christ the word had been translated out of the spirit into full manifestation in my life and the Bible says in 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 7 for we walk by faith and not by sight so although I had spoken the word the sentence was still in my body but I knew that because I had spoken the word I had received healing therefore I began to praise God said father I thank Thank you that your word that you sent forth your word and you have healed me because it is written second Corinthians 4 the verse 13 is that I believe therefore I have spoken glory to God when you believe the word of God you have to speak it in order for the fullness of that which God has established in the spirit to be made manifest in your life so when I believe the word of God and spoke I fulfilled or I aligned With the word of God. And whenever you are aligned with with the word of God. You have aligned with the will of God. You have aligned in faith. Because the word is the source of faith. Therefore I had readiness of faith for every symptom to depart. So when I spoke. And I began to praise God. Father it is written. I believe therefore I have spoken. And since I have the same spirit of faith faith is a substance of the spirit why because the word of God is a spirit Jesus says, the word that I speak to you they are full of life and spirit glory to God so when you believe the word of God what you believe is a substance of the spirit glory to God this is why the scripture says that faith is the substance of things hoped for that substance is a substance of the spirit that is born of the word of God so when you put the substance of the spirit which is the word of God to what you're hoping for now you transition from hope of healing to faith for healing glory to god and the fullness of the glory of the healing power of god will be made manifest in your life and as i began to speak the word glory to god lo and behold within a space of about 10 15 minutes every symptom had left my body although when i spoke it when i spoke after my prayer the symptoms were still there it had subsided but it was not completely gone But I had faith because faith is evidence-based. For I knew by scripture that we walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because Abraham's example that we also see in Romans 4. The Bible says against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. The moment you believe the word of God, you become. You are justified. So in the spirit, in the eyes of God, the moment you believe the word of God, you have it. That is what we call the evidence of things not seen. The moment you believe the word of God in the spirit, glory to God, by the testimony of the spirit of God, by the testimony of the word of God, by the testimony of God himself, in the spirit you are, glory to God. The moment you believe the word of God, there is evidence, evidence of things not seen. And what we've examined from scripture is that evidence manifests by peace. That evidence manifests by peace. When you know that something belongs to you, when you know that something is going to happen in your life, you have assurance of that thing. When you have that assurance of that thing, you do not worry about it because you know no matter what, no matter what, that thing should manifest. And when you are assured of something, you have peace. This is why the scripture says that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Because it is not everything that we do. It is not everything that manifests immediately. There are things that take time. But God in his wisdom, God being a good father, always give us his peace so that we know that he has heard us; That we have evidence so that peace is the evidence Of the thing that you're hoping for in your heart. And anything that comes by faith comes with the evidence of the peace. If that thing does not manifest immediately. How do we know that peace is a sign of readiness of faith? We see in Ephesians 6, the Apostle Paul teaching the church in Ephesus. And I I, I will use this scripture. So open with me Ephesians 6. It is good to refresh our memory. I've spoken about this before, but it is good to refresh our memory. Go to Ephesians 6 from the verse 10. And here, what I even went through is also, is also testified in the word of God here. Ephesians 6 from the verse 10. He said, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's skin. So let me, let me give you a little background here. So here, the Apostle Paul was teaching the church in Ephesus. This was not the Apostle Paul's own words. This was under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke through the Apostle Paul, writing this to the church, to all believers. that in order for you to be able to take your stand against the devil's schemes, you have to have the full armor of God. And guess what the armor of God is? We're going to find out that armor of God, the first armor is the word of God. And the whole point of the armor of God Is so that they will come to the point of readiness of faith. That they will be ready in faith to receive the fullness of the glory. Why? Because everything in Christ comes by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. So in order for the fullness of the glory of God, no matter what it is. But here we're talking about healing. And we're going to see. That healing also manifests by this evidence of peace. That faithful healing also manifests. You see, the word of God is so true. The glory of God, God has laid out in his word revelations concerning his heart and his word for his people. And so he said, for our struggle, the verse for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So the reason why he said we should put on the full armor of God, because the things that we see in the natural are manifestations of spiritual forces. The spiritual forces of evil create these things because Satan is also a spirit. This is what the Bible talks about. You know, we're waiting for the Antichrist to manifest in the natural, but already the spirit of the Antichrist is already existent on the surface of the earth. The Bible says, "Even you now, the spirit of the Antichrist is here. The, the same way God works through people, God works through us. Satan works through people. Hallelujah. for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. The reason why we should put on the full armor of God, because our struggle, no matter whatever we're doing in the natural, whatever we see, any darkness that we see in the natural, any frustration that is going on in our lives, it is a manifestation of something that is spiritual. But because we live in the natural, and without a spiritual comprehension, without the knowledge of the word of God, you will not be able to know that which is born of darkness. And so this is why out of ignorance, people say, God did this to me. God allowed this to me. God, why? God, why? Because we have not come to the point of understanding that there are these things. God is not a God of darkness. He's God of light. Because the Bible says, he said, the darkness is passing away and the true light of God is shining. When God created the universe, he created the universe out of light. You read Genesis 1. The Bible says the first word that was ushered into the world was light. The Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And the Bible says God separated the light from the darkness. Why? Because there was already darkness on the surface of the earth. Because Satan, the serpent, had been cast out of heaven into the earth before God created man. Before the earth was formed. So we read Genesis 1. The Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless. It was empty. And there was darkness over the surface of the deep. But the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the surface of the waters. There was already darkness here. But when man was created out of the light, the darkness that was here deceived man and took dominion over that which man had dominion over. Hallelujah. And Christ Jesus came to restore the light this is what the Bible says in John 1 that in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind because the original light has been dimmed the original light has been dimmed but the forces of darkness and so the Apostle Paul here teaching the church he said for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities and they against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms he said therefore Put on the full armor of God so that, the reason why we put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, because Satan, the Bible says, roars around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. The day of evil may come. He said, when it comes, you may be able to stand your ground. So the reason why we have to know the word of God, although we've been delivered out of darkness, although we have believed in Christ Jesus, is because we have to be able to stand our ground. And what we need to be able to stand our ground is the armor of God. And so here, he's going to teach us what these armors are. He says, so that you'll be able to stand your ground. And he said, after you've done everything to stand, everything to stand, stand from then. Why? Because in some battles, you may stand. In some battles, you would have waited on the Lord, prayed, used the word of God. But after even you have prayed, the thing had, it hasn't really manifested in the natural yet. The Bible says continue to stand. Why? Because we see an example in the book of Daniel. That the Bible says Daniel said he started to seek the Lord. And on the first day that he prayed, his prayers were answered the first day. But the prince of Persia held daniel's prayer and so as daniel continued to pray as daniel continued to stand the bible says the angels of god were released to fight so that the answers were delivered to daniel hallelujah and so this is why we should continue to stand because in certain situations although we're waiting on god although we've asked the lord to help us but the thing may not manifest immediately But there is something that manifests, glory to God, for those of us in the new covenant who have received the spirit of God as a deposit, guaranteeing the fullness of his inheritance, we do have evidence that the Father has heard us. We do have evidence of what we hope for, and we're going to see that evidence. He says, stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. You see the peace here? You remember I said that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Hang on to that thought. Let's go back to the verse 14 again. He said, with the belt of truth. The first armor is the belt of truth. What is a belt used for? A belt is used to secure our clothing. And so what is the truth that the Apostle Paul is speaking about here? John 17, verse 17. Jesus praying for all Christians, praying for all believers. Now I use the term believers because there are people who call themselves Christians. They really do not believe in Christ. They may know that God exists, but they have not accepted Christ. But they call themselves Christians. Now it's become a religious term. But I believe that those who truly are believers believe in Christ Jesus. And so he said, the belt of truth so jesus praying for all believers john 17 verse 7 said father sanctify them by the truth your word is truth so what the apostle paul is talking about here is that secure yourself with the word of god the first hour. why why because the word romans ten seventeen is the source of faith and without faith It is impossible to receive anything from God. Without faith, it is even impossible to destroy Satan's work. How do we know? Let's read on. He said, with a breastplate of righteousness in place. Righteousness, the righteousness that we have received through salvation in Christ Jesus. He said, make sure that your salvation is intact. Make sure that you are in right standing with God. And that right standing with God is not what you do. It is by your faith in Christ Jesus. The moment you believe in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, you become the righteousness of God. Glory to God. He said, make sure that, that your righteousness is in place. And when your righteousness is in place, which gives you life, then he said, secure yourself with the word of God. He said, buckled around your waist, the belt of truth. And that truth is the word of God. And he said, after you've done that, the verse 15, he said, end with your feet, fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Why? Because that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. The gospel is the word about Christ. The gospel of peace. The word of God brings peace. Why? The word of God is the source of faith. So if the word of God brings peace, peace is a sign of readiness of faith. That peace is the first thing that manifests the moment you believe the word of God. You have peace. That readiness of faith manifests by peace. How do we know that that peace is a sign of readiness of faith? Read the verse 16. He said, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. How do we extinguish the flaming arrows of Satan? How do we destroy the works of Satan? By faith. You see here, how did this faith come? By the truth of God's word. The righteousness in place. That manifested by peace. The moment you believe the word of God in your heart, you would have the manifestation of peace. That is the evidence. This is why Hebrews eleven verse one said, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for." That substance of the word of God, when you align and believe the word of God, manifests as evidence of peace. And that peace, you can see it. Is that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And so now, we're seeing here that this peace is a sign of readiness of faith. But what the Apostle Paul is teaching the church here in in Ephesians 6 is how to destroy Satan's word. So now we're talking about healing. How does peace, how does the word of God, how does faith manifest by peace for healing? Isaiah 53. Let's go back to Isaiah 53. And this time I want us to, all of us to read it. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 53. As I said, bring this message to a close. The verse 4. He said, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Here, Isaiah was prophesying about the Lord Jesus. He said, yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. The verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. He said, the punishment that brought us peace was on him. You see, the peace has, already, has also manifested here again. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And guess what? Right after the peace, read the last phrase, and by his wounds we are healed. So which means that in some situation, if the healing does not manifest immediately, there will be evidence of peace why because peace is a sign of readiness of faith without faith it is impossible to please god so god knows that because we live in a natural and sometimes the situation we face is overwhelming but he is a loving father he is a good father so he gives us evidence of the readiness of his faith the readiness of his word in our heart so that we know that whatever we've asked of him will be made manifest why because faith is evidence based. The moment you believe the word of God concerning healing, you have evidence of peace. And the Spirit of the Lord demonstrated this word to me in a very unique way. The Holy Spirit demonstrated this word to me. When I came to understanding of this word, I had not seen it manifest in the lives of anyone. I do believe the word because there are several scripture examples. This is just two that I've given you. And because we're studying the subject of faith for healing, so I'm showing you here from scripture that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Peace preceded the word that brought us healing. Why? Because the moment healing comes by the word of God, because healing comes by faith, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the moment you believe the word of God, you have evidence of peace in you as a sign of the manifestation of the glory of the glory. And so this peace may precede the going away of the symptoms. And so this is my own example. When I believed the word of God and I spoke the word, there was a reduction in symptom. I had peace in my heart. And so I went to bed straight up. I just lay down. And as I lay down, and this is where the devil used to deceive a lot of people. He said, well, you have believed, you have spoken the word, but the symptoms are still there. And there are people, because of lack of understanding of the word of God, and in first I did not understand, I would have wavered through unbelief. I would have said, well, I prayed, but the thing hasn't manifested now. And then I would, I would go back in unbelief. And when you go back into unbelief or when you transition back into unbelief, you will not see that manifestation of the healing in your body but because of the faith that I had in the word of God, because I believe the word. When I prayed, when I spoke the word, I knew by faith that that which was fulfilled because he didn't have fulfilled word of God had fully manifested. But I know that in order for the word to be fully manifested in my life, First, the word has to manifest as peace. I have to accept the word. And when I accept it and believe the word of God, I have peace. And that peace is a conviction. That peace is that you're not bothered by what is going on naturally. The moment you come to the point of peace, the Bible says, And by his wounds you are healed. When that peace manifests, you see that the symptoms begin to leave. They begin to leave. And Look. lo and behold, every symptom will leave. And the Spirit of the Lord demonstrated this word to me, and, and it was very unique. I had a pleasure of praying with somebody who was going through sickness. And after I prayed with a person, I spoke the word of God to that person. The person began to continue, continue to weep. Oh, I hope God heals me. I hope God heals me. After the prayer, after giving her the word of God, a bias right, you are healed. He Is that I hope God heals me. The person was in hope. Although the person was in hope and was weeping, the symptoms had not left. And so, what did I do? I stopped the prayer. And this is also a, a place of ignorance for a lot of preachers. But because they have not come into understanding of this word, they will continue to pray for this person. No matter the length or the, 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 the number of, uh, uh, or the amount of hours you spend in prayer, if the person has no faith, the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible. James said, "Without faith, that that person should not even expect to receive anything from God." And so I knew after the prayer, I knew that this person was hanging on to hope. The person did not have faith. And so what did I? What did I do? I stopped the prayer, and began to teach her the Word of God. Why? Because faith comes not by prayer. Faith comes not by wishing. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by The word of God. is what I began to teach the person. The first thing I asked, do you believe the word of God? He said, yes, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I believe the word of God. And I began to show her the word. He said, this is what scripture says. That by his tribes, you are healed. And I explained to her that the reason why the symptoms are still in your body is that although I have joined my faith and I've spoken the word over you, but you have not received the word. You're still hanging on to hope. Why? Because you do not really believe the word of God. You have hope of God healing you. But the Bible does not tell us to live by hope. The Bible says that just shall live by faith. And so faith is. The substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. In order for you to come to the point of evidence of things not seen. You have to believe the word of God. And so I told her. You have to believe in alignment with the word of God. And that's also a point, and later on we're going to discuss some of the stumbling blocks to healing. Some of the stumbling blocks to healing. There are people that know the word, but they do not believe right, or they are slow to believe. As we saw in Luke 24, disciples who walked with Jesus, they were slow to believe the word of God. And because they were slow to believe the word of God, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord kept them. From recognizing the glory of God that was right before them. And I believe this is what is happening to a lot of people who are sick. That although the glory of the Lord is right before them. The word of God is right before them. But they cannot bring themselves to believe. They do not believe or they are slow to believe the word so they are still sick. But the only way to cure that is by teaching. And so you read Luke 24. The Bible says those two disciples, Jesus began to teach them. And so I had learned the word. And so I knew when I prayed for the person and the person was still hanging on to hope that I hope God heals me, the person was still weeping. I stopped and began to teach the person the word of God. And as I taught her the word, that this is what scripture says. Scripture doesn't say, I hope God heals me. That God is going to him. The scripture says, by his stripes, you are healed. So until you believe according to us, uh, in alignment with what is written, believe as it is written. That by his stripes you are healed, you will not receive the fullness of it. Because if the word of God says, by his stripes you are healed, and you are saying God is going to heal me, that is not aligned. You're not aligned with scripture. That is not faith. Because the Bible says, Against all hope. Romans 4, the verse 18, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became just as it had been said to him. He believed just as the word of God said. Not just as he thought. And a lot of Christians do not believe just as the word of God says. Abraham believed just as it had been said to him. And the Bible says, so shall your offspring be. We are offspring of Abraham because we have the faith of Abraham. So the Bible says, so shall your offspring be. Which means that anyone who has the faith of Abraham has to live according or believe according to just what the Lord has said in his word. But a lot of Christians do not believe just as it had been said in the scriptures. They do not believe. They may believe that God is going to heal, but that is not what scripture says. That is not just as it is said in the scriptures. So as I taught the person that it is written that by his tribes you are healed. And I knew from Romans 10. That it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And so as I taught the person in order for the, her faith to be made ready, in order for her faith to be fully manifested, she had to speak. And so as I taught her the word, what I began to say is that say after me. Father, thank you that you have sent forth your word and you have healed me. It is written that I am healed in the name of Jesus by his strength that I am healed. And as he began to profess the word, glory to God, I saw that her tone began to change. So this person moved away, although the symptoms were still there. So this person had moved from weeping and saying, oh God, I hope you heal me to the point of readiness of faith. Now her tone began to change as he spoke. As she spoke, confidence began to build up. Why? Because that's spoken word of God. Healing is a fulfilled word of God. And the Bible says it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. The moment you speak the word of God, you are translating that which is established in the spirit into full manifestation in the natural. So as she spoke, she became just as it is written. As she spoke, I saw that her tone began to change. Her tone began to change and confidence began to build up. And so right then and then, I I said to her, I said another prayer. And after that prayer, I said, how do you feel now? And the person said, I have peace. Glory to God. The symptoms have not left. But she said, I have peace. The symptoms are still in her body. But she says, I have peace. Glory to God. And the moment I heard the word, my spirit leaped, because I knew that the word of God is fully manifesting in her life right now. So I said, oh, hang on to that peace, because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. I said, it's written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, He said, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The scripture says, the punishment that brought us peace, glory to God, was on him. And the moment there is a manifestation of peace, which is a sign of readiness of faith, on top of it, the healing would manifest. So right there, I knew that she was ready in fact, to be healed because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And so right there, and then I said, hang on to that peace. And I spoke the word of God again, another prayer. And immediately, the symptoms left her. Why? Why didn't she receive healing after the first prayer? Because she did not have faith. Because she was not... She was slow to believe the word of God. But the moment the word of God was taught her... The moment she, she understood and believed and spoke... She became... And that evidence manifested as peace. The moment she had the peace, she was already healed. And so now... We resisted by faith... By the word of God... Resisted as symptoms... And immediately, the fever broke. The symptoms left her. And she was healed instantly. That is the demonstration of faith for healing. A practical application of faith. The same way the centurion said, Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. When you have faith in the word of God for healing, you have to speak in accordance with the word in order for you to come to the point of readiness of faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And here we're talking about healing. It is evidence based. It is not hearsay. It is not what we think. It is not what a man of God is saying. It is what does scripture say. The Bible says in Romans 4 verse 18 that against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so became. The moment he believed, he became. He had evidence. He said, just as it had been said to him, so so shall your offspring be. How do we know that the moment Abraham believed the word of God, he transitioned from hope to faith. This is the final scripture. Go with me to the book of Romans. And I'll end with this one. Romans 4. Romans 4. And I want to read a verse 16. And then... I will transition to the verse 18, verse 16, 17, 18, and then we'll end it with with, with the verse 19. He said, therefore, this is what he said, therefore, the promise comes by faith. Every promise of God comes by faith. He said, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, Not, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He's the father of us all. So anyone who who has believed in Christ Jesus, the promise comes by faith. In order for you to inherit the promise of God, you have to come to the point of faith. And he said, the moment you have faith, the promise that healing is guaranteed. Why? Because it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. The moment you believe, you are justified to receive. There is a guarantee of the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. so he says the verse 17 said as it is written i have made you a father of many nations you see the promise that god gave abraham that is seen in in genesis 17 verse 5 he said You easy the the word here said i'm not He didn't say i'm going to make you he said i have made you why because faith is faith is present things faith means it's already happened believe just as it is written The Bible says, I have made you a father of many nations. He's our father. Abraham is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God. This is the God that we're talking about. The word that we're speaking. This is the word of this God. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. The reason why God calls into being that the things that we're not because that spoken word of God calls things that are established in the spirit that we cannot see. This is why the scripture says, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store for, for his people. Because these things that God has in store for his people are established in the spirit, and the things of the spirit cannot be seen, the things of the spirit cannot be felt, but the God. Cause these things. Why? Because his spoken word. translates That which is established in the spirit. Which is not. Which is not. Seen in the natural. Into full manifestation in the natural. So this is why scripture says. The God who calls into being things. That were not. They were not in the natural. But in the spirit they were already established. So when God called it. It manifested. Glory to God. And he continued to speak. The verse 18 said. Against all hope. Using Abraham's example. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. You see, he had to believe the word of God. Against all hope, against all the hopelessness in the natural, Abraham believed and so became the father of many nations. The moment you believe, you become in the, in the spirit. Just as it had been said to him. So Abraham believed according to the word of God. He did not change the word that, he has say, that, that God had said to him. He believed just as it is. A lot of us do not believe just as the word of God has said. And so the Bible says, so shall your offspring be. Anyone who is the offspring of Abraham, anyone who has the faith of Abraham has to believe the word of God just as it had been said in the scriptures. And then verse 19. So we're saying that the moment Abraham believed, he had hope. But the hope was not enough to bring the promise of God to him but the moment he believed the word of god the scripture says he transitioned from hope to faith how do we know that abraham transitioned from hope to faith read the verse 19. the scripture says without weakening in his faith you do not see any faith in the verse 18 against the hope abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations just as had been said to him so shall often be the moment why the moment abraham believed because at that point in the verse 18 abraham had hope But then when he believed the word of God, he transitioned from hope to faith. Because the promise does not come by hope. The promise comes by faith. As we saw in verse 16, he said, therefore, the promise comes by faith, not by hope. But hope is important. Hope is you anticipating that God will do something for you. Hope is you anticipating that God will heal you. The centurion had hope. But then when he believed the word of God, as it is written... The bible says without the verse 19 without weakening in his faith because the moment he believed he transitioned from hope to faith this is why the scripture says in the verse 19 without weakening in his faith he faced the fact a lot of us face the fact in the natural with hope no wonder we do not see the glory of god in order for that situation to change you have to face it with faith The Bible says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. And the Cyrus womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham believed just as it had been said he believed just as the word of god has said and the moment he believed the scripture says he had faith and when he had faith now he was able to face that situation in the natural you cannot face any situation in the natural with just hope you should have hope but the moment you you have once you have hope Look for the scriptures that promises you. Because the promise comes by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Look for the word of God. The moment you believe that word of God. Then you have faith. Now face that situation in faith. Which means face the situation with the word of God. In the natural. Everything said it's over. For Abraham. He was a hundred years old. How can a hundred year old man give birth? But. But. The word of God had promised him something. Just as it had been said to him. The Bible says, against all the hopelessness, he believed the word of God. A lot of us allow the fact of life. We're not saying that ignore the fact of life. We're not saying that ignore the sickness in your body. What we're saying is that face that sickness with the word of God. Which says, by his stripes, you are healed. The moment you believe the word of God, you transition From hope to faith. And if the healing doesn't manifest immediately. It would manifest by peace. Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And the moment you have that peace. Born out of the word of God. Continue to profess and give glory to God. And say father I thank you. That you have sent forth your word. And healed me. That you have delivered me from the sickness. In the name of Jesus. The moment you believe in accordance. With the word of God. You have readiness of faith. And lo and behold. Healing would manifest in your body and so now we have understood how healing comes and how to receive it it comes by faith and in order for you to receive it you should have readiness of faith and this faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and we have learned that in order for this faith to be fully manifested in your life because faith without works is dead you have to speak because it is written that it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And healing, just as righteousness, just as salvation, is already a fulfilled word of God. And as we have learned that as in the, if the word is fulfilled, all you need is faith and proclamation. The moment you do that, the fullness of the glory of God will be manifested in your life. And so faith applies for it in, in every situation if you want to receive anything from god receive, we see see in even in philippians 4 verse 6 the scripture says do not worry about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace you see here and the peace of god which surpasses all understandable guard your heart and your mind ask yourself why is it that when you present your petition to god the scripture does not say god is going to give you the thing immediately But he said he'll give you peace. Why? Because without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. And peace is a sign of readiness of faith. So God gives you that peace so that you will know that God has heard you. Because without the peace born out of his word, even if the glory, even if what you're looking for is presented right next to you, you cannot take hold of it. So God gives us his peace as a sign of readiness of faith. My prayer. Is that this word has gotten into your heart. That you have believed the word of God as it is written. And as I always do. If you're on this platform and you're going through any sickness. I want to stand in faith with you. And drive out that sickness. That symptom from your body. Because healing is already a fulfilled word of God. And because you have heard the word of God, if you have accepted the word, if you have believed the word of God in your heart, now you have readiness of faith. Don't, don't listen to all the thoughts that are going through the mind. Because Satan, you know, he, he speaks. He speaks unbelief in our mind. The Bible says, against all hope. Abraham, in hope, believed and so became. The Father of many just as it had been said to him. So, if you have believed the word of God, just as it is written, now you have readiness of faith. Don't let any thought deceive you that you do not have faith. Continue to speak the word of God that by His stripes that you are healed. And if you have professed that word, glory to God. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Now he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was, is, was with him. The Bible says the same spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that is at work in us. The healing power of the Lord is right here, right now, in the name of Jesus. God is a spirit. The Bible says those that, therefore, those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The healing power of God is right here to heal all that are sick. Oh, your whole, your only responsibility is to believe the Word of God just as it is written in Isaiah 53 that he was pierced for our transgressions that he was crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that brought us peace was on him if you have believed the word of God right now, you should, you should see the manifestation of peace in your heart. That there is a conviction in your heart that, oh, glory to God, that this sickness has to leave. There is a conviction in your heart that that sickness cannot stay because of the healing anointing of the Lord Jesus. The healing anointing of the Lord is here. Hebrews 13, verse 8. That so Jesus is still the same yesterday and today and forevermore. The spirit of Christ is here to heal. So if you open up your heart right now, I want to stand in faith with you and give you the word. The Bible says in Psalm 107, the verse 20, that when they were afflicted, they cried unto the Lord, and He sent forth His word, and healed them, and delivered them from the grave. So the word of God is coming to you right now, in the name of Jesus. So you see of darkness, I command you right now, in the name of Jesus. Every symptom, every chronic condition, right now, in the name of Jesus. I command you to flee from this body right now. For the word of God has come. The Bible says, The entrance of His word gave it light. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has already overcome it. You see it of Satan. The scripture says, You stand condemned. The spirit of Lord testifies that now the prince of this world stands condemned. The Bible says in Luke 10 but when He sent out the 72 and they came back full of joy through the Holy Spirit, they said, Rabbi, the spirit submit to us at your name. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. That I've given you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Therefore, I commanded the seed of darkness, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of infirmity, come out of their bodies right now. The sickness can't stay. It is impossible for a darkness to remain where the word of God is. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your anointing and your power right now in the name of Jesus. That everyone on the sound of my voice that will hear this word, that your healing power will go through that body and drive out that seed of darkness right now in the name of Jesus. you spirit of infirmity, I command you now in the name of Jesus. Come out from the body. For it is written, that the name of Jesus, that every knee should bow in heaven or on earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. It is to God's glory that you're healed. Therefore, by sickness, come out now. In the name of Jesus, you see the darkness. You have no hold over them. The word of God has happened, And the word is a healer. The word. Is glorious. The Bible says his resting place is glorious. You have come into the rest of God because of his word. The entrance of his word given light. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has to overcome it. You see it of Satan, I command every seed of you to be uprooted out of the body. Every symptom depart now in the name of Jesus. In a chronic condition, I repeat now in the name of Jesus, come out of the body. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, now the Lord is a Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And there is liberty. There is liberty. The Spirit of the Lord has manifested in the body by the power of His Word. And has driven out every sickness. Right now, begin to raise your hand and give glory to God. Father, we thank you. We bless you. That your word has been released into their lives. I thank you, the Lord. The Bible says in first John that this is the confidence we have in approaching you. That if we ask anything according to your will, that you hear us, that if we know that you hear us, then we know that we have what we've asked of you. And second Corinthians 4, the verse 13 says, That I believe, therefore, I've spoken, and since we have the same spirit of faith. We also believe and that we speak. So Father, we speak healing in your body. We speak that they are healed in the name of Jesus. Just as it is written that every symptom has left. That they are set free from any chronic condition. They are set free from any symptom in your body. Whether the symptom is in your mind, whether in the body or in the name of our Lord Jesus. The healing power of God has set you free right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you have visited us this morning. Lord, it is not by might, it is not by power, but by your spirit. The scripture says in someone who said that when they were afflicted, that you sent forth your word. Your word is a healer in this covenant. As a fulfilled word of God. And this morning you have enlightened our spirit. You have opened the eyes of our heart. To come into the understanding and the revelation. That healing is already fulfilled. That you have provided healing through the Lord Jesus. So Father I thank you. That your word has gone forth. And I set everyone at the sound of my voice free. From every bondage of darkness. In the bondage of sickness. In the bondage of infirmity. Right now in the name of Jesus. That your glory is revealed. Because the Bible says, it is to your glory that we bear much fruit, showing ourselves to be your disciples. We thank you that you have spoken to our hearts this morning. We thank you that your word has been given to us. And you have set us free in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.